guys asked me what my perfect night would be, I told them the truth. Beer and board games. They thought I was kidding. I was not kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. That's <laughs> you know what that means. It's the first Lincoln's podcast. That's my best A-Rod impression. How'd I do, Jesse? It was good. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. I, I thought I was listening to last week's episode. The 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 timbre of the Midwest Coast accent is really difficult to replicate. Yeah, it's hard. You have to hang out with Aaron for a couple days, and then you'll inadvertently pick it up. Yeah. That's, uh, I just, uh, I, I think I kind of sounded like Gino trying to do a Bostonian accent there. <laughs> I just well, slipped right into Texas. Bad. I thought it was so funny, dude. I was listening to that podcast in bed because I couldn't get to sleep, and it's literally one thirty in the morning. I'm listening to it, and I'm cracking up. Listening to Gino's yeah. Bostonian accent. I'm I sorry. was dying at the Magic Card Minute. Jim's, 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 of course. Not Gino's. That's Who is Gino? Guy. That's that other dude. Um, Jesse, what's your name and how was your week? Oh, I'm Jesse, uh, the newlywed Wilson. Mm-hmm. My week was uh, jam-packed full of action and adventure. Yeah. Tell it's me about it. more and fun. So you went to Bend, Oregon? Yes, I did go to Bend, Oregon, uh-huh. which I liked a lot. Yep. And uh, I liked it so much, there's going to be an entire podcast about Bend, or uh, entire segment about Bend. Excellent. So, so look forward to that. That's called a tease. That's called a teaser in the biz. Welcome to mm-hmm. the welcome to the biz, guys. Letting you, <laughs> in, letting you in on the lucrative, lucrative podcast business. Uh, <laughs> I had an excellent week. I got to go yesterday. I Literally one of the best days of my life. Oh, yeah? Um, I got married in December, so that still takes the cake um, because it was a lot more expensive. And a lot more cake. And a lot more cake. (laughs) Uh, But no, so yesterday I got to fulfill a lot of my dreams as a Mariners fan. (laughs) And Uh I know it's weird, dude. I know it's weird that I'm a Mariners fan and that, like, if you're listening and you're from Tennessee, you're like, who are the Mariners? I've never heard of this team before. It's basically... I know them as Los Marinaros. Yeah. It's it's basically how we look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Like, not even a team. Yeah. And, like, Carolina Panthers pseudo team. I, I know that they were, like, the Seahawks rivals in the early 2000s. But still, like, Carolina Panthers... Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars pseudo teams, um, and I understand that many people see the Mariners that way as well. Right. But I've been a lifelong Mariners fan. Yesterday, uh, you know, with with our listeners' help and with the help of redditors and with the help of friends on Facebook, I, I won the the Mariners T-shirt contest. So last night they handed out my Game of Thrones T-shirt to five thousand fans at the game, which was awesome. Um, I got to go on the field during batting practice. So I got to – it was unfortunately the Red Sox batting practice, but I actually got to see some, like, amazing players that I – like David Ortiz and Dustin Pedroia. I was, like, within feet of these guys. It was super cool. Um, and then 
I got to, and then they gave us like super good seats. We were in like the fourth row. Like I could not imagine better seats. And then we found out that like everybody sitting around us, like the lady sitting in front of us sang the national anthem. <laughs> and like the people over the side were like the bagpipers. It was like, oh, this is just where all the comp seats are. Yeah, you're in the, you're in the comp section. <laughs> yeah, but it was amazing. Like we were so close that we were able to like heckle the pitcher. And uh, and like if a guy made, made it to first base, we would heckle him standing on first base. And uh, I don't know. It was just an amazing experience. I got a game ball. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I'm, I've, I've been a Mariners fan my entire life. I've gone to numerous Mariners games, and I got a game ball for the first time at this game. Did you catch it out of the air? I did not. It was oh. a, it was, We were sitting like right uh, next to first base. So it was a foul ball David Ortiz hit uh, in the foul territory. The first base coach picked it up. And like as soon as he picked it up, I stood up and I held out my glove, uh, and he just threw it right to me. That's cool. It was super cool. Um, and then I also they gave me like a goodie bag, so I got like a, a Mariners tumbler, and I got, uh, I got I was I was telling the guy before the game who was like showing us around, he was like uh, asking me if I if I collect bobbleheads, and I was like, yeah, well I have the Felix Hernandez Cy Young bobblehead, but the one I really want is the Larry Bernandez one because. I'm super bummed that I missed it, but I missed it because it's during PAX weekend. I couldn't miss PAX. But the Larry Bernandez bobblehead is basically a Felix, Bernand- Felix Hernandez bobblehead with, like, glasses and, and mutton chops on, and it was part of a marketing campaign. It's a super weird bobblehead, and that's why I want it. And he, like, went and fished one out for me. Cool. Yeah. So it was just an amazing day. That's um, fun. I just got married. Yeah, you know, that's cool, too. So that was that was all right, but it's no Larry <laughs> Bernandez bobblehead. Kinda. It really isn't. I mean, that's what I really like. I wish if I had Larry Bernandez bobbleheads because I have the Felix Hernandez Cy Young. During the wedding ceremony, I think we would have had them kiss before <laughs> Lydia and I kissed because that was right after gay marriage was passed in Washington. It would have been symbolic of e- marriage equality in the state. Yeah, except I I don't know that you could marry yourself. Is it incest if you marry yourself? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I don't think we need to go down that road, but I think most of us have probably committed incest if that's the case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's not. <laughs> hopefully it's not. Okay. Uh, anyway, Jesse, uh, I have somebody to dedicate this episode to. Uh, I'm going to dedicate this episode to the Jake Conspiracy. Oh, good. Good. Um, which, is, which is our group of friends, uh, specifically Levi. For pulling off a great wedding ceremony. Yeah, that's that's no uh, that's no tall or that is a tall order. It is a it's tall no short order. And he did a great job. He only cried once, and it's not every day that the that the person officiating the ceremony cries. Yeah. While during the ceremony, but feel but <laughs> Felix uh, Levi <laughs> pulled it off, uh, and of course you know you and Jordy and me. I want to dedicate this to all of us because now we're all married. I know. So bunch of hitched guys. It's it's gonna be crazy when we do meet up with Aaron and uh, Jim Jones, the cavaliering bachelors from Indiana. I know, right? They come visit us. And we're all gonna be hitched. All the all the uh, um, the hex nineteen guys are freewheeling yeah. uh, single men as well. Freewheeling Canadian nerds. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And they're all gonna be of legal drinking age in Washington next year. That's right. We get to live vicariously through them. <laughs> hey, Yuri only turned 21 once. Oh. Yeah. Those are infamous words in Jesse's those are life. Those poisonous words of <laughs> deceit and terror. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. that's. Uh, I can't wait, dude. PAX is very exciting, but we'll get to that. I just want to dedicate this to the Jake Conspiracy. 
Um, and Jesse, what are you drinking this week? Uh, I'm drinking free beer from work, but mm-hmm. on top of that, I dipped into uh, one of my wedding presents, a yes. single barrel uh, bourbon from a little distillery called Blanton's. Uh-huh. They have a cool, like, horse logo on top of it, and it is delicious. Cool. Yeah, so I, I've really been enjoying that. Do it, Blanton's. I'm, I'm drinking the uh, the Full Sail IPA. Full Sail, I mean, they've already got a beer in the Personal Arrogance Beer Hall of Fame. Because mm-hmm. they make Session. Right. But all of their beers are so solid. Yeah, they're really good. I they're love it. one of the most underrated brewing companies, I feel. I think so, man. Like They're all pretty of stuff, ubiquitous. Yeah. Uh, they're all, you can find them all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they make a bunch of really good different styles. And they their did. branding is cool. Yeah, and they have the LTD series, which they just like brew one-offs, basically. Yeah. Um, so right now they have their, their ESB. I, I haven't tried that because um, I'm not a huge fan of ESBs. But, uh, but their IPA, crisp, delicious, and also not very expensive. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, they're like five ninety nine a six pack. Yeah, hand and it to full sale. I guess they have a twenty two out for three ninety nine of Berliner Weiss that's supposed to be really good. Mm. So I'm gonna pick that up this weekend to enjoy. And another cool thing they do is they like they give uh, their brewers like each of their brewers gets to brew a beer periodically and like design it themselves and come up with the name and everything. And that would just be really cool if you're a brewer and were able yeah. to make your own beer and you know live live the uh the live high the life dream. sweet lifestyle of a production brewer so they're located in hood river which i think is right outside of portland Are they in hood river? yeah i almost spent an extra night there but uh didn't is hood I'm, Ri- I'm gonna have to go to hood river here in the next month or two isn't that next to oregon or am i next to oregon <laughs> is it next to portland <laughs> or am i way off uh, here? it is East of Portland, yeah, I think it's like an hour and a half oh, okay. inland okay. from Portland. Okay, on the on the Hood River, obviously. Oh, okay. And also located there is Logsdens, uh huh, which uh, is a farmhouse brewery. They do the saison breda, which I bought. Uh, one of you guys, I think Jordy ended up with that one. Yep, as a uh, groomsman gift, and Logsdens just really knocks it out of the water every time. And they're, it's, like, founded by the guy who invented one of these uh, famous yeast companies. I think it's Y-Yeast. So, like, the guy knows what it's doing when it comes to cool yeasts. Dude, yeast company would be an interesting – yeast mogul. Interesting yeah. profession. There's basically, like, two yeast companies in the U.S. Yeah. And they're they're making a lot of money. White Labs and Y-Yeast, for sure. Yeast – yeast wranglers. It's, like, $300 for two quarts. <laughs> Let's, we're in the wrong biz, J Dog. I'm, I'm not smart enough to uh, be a professional <laughs> yeast. This podcast Can't thing is—we're uh, definitely not getting that. Well, I, we're getting about three, three, four grand per listener per episode. Oh, so uh, yeah, totally. It's not too bad. It's like America's Got Talent money. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's uh, let's get to listener feedback this week. We only have one phone call this week. I know it's a little weird, guys, because Aaron and Jim weren't taking f- phone calls or voicemails last week, and I know we kind of threw you for a loop, but we are back in the saddle. So please do not forget to give us an email at personalregards.gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024, just like Roger Dotsy did. He did this a while ago, but he's got some insight and we, we've tried to get away from this topic. We put our two cents in it, but, but Roger needs to speak on this, and I don't blame him. 
we're returning to, to bronies, to the brony discussion. So let's hear what Roger has to say. What up, guys? Roger Dotsy here. I was just, I'm just calling in. I've got a couple of comments based on last week's show. Um, first of all, um, Eric, your little comments about being a fan of Harry Potter is like being a brony. I, I know it was mentioned in passing, and Jesse, you said you thought the same thing. Disagree completely. You gotta understand that that's just ridiculous, and yes, this is coming from me. I'm a big Harry Potter fan, uh, self-proclaimed, but I, I think it's nowhere near being a brony. If I walked up to someone, say, in my class and said, hey, I love Harry Potter. Any, who else loves Harry Potter? I think a lot of people would agree no one would give me a funny look. I said, hey, guys, I love My Little Pony. Anyone want to watch My Little Pony with me? I think I would lose a lot of respect. Target demographic is much different. I know they're both intended for children. I will agree with that. But My Little Pony, from what I understand, is intended for little girls. And developmental, I mean, this is more like watching a younger show. Something like Harry Potter is intended for kids who at least have double digits in their age and uh, not geared towards a specific gender. Uh, it's just weird being a brony. It, it freaks me out, uh, and I, I think most people would agree with that. Not with Harry Potter. Liking Harry Potter is like liking a Pixar movie. It's wholesome. It's it's good. It's got good, uh, you know, lessons in it. But <laughs> it also has true humor, winks at the, the adult audience, and uh, it is a good time. Uh, that was just a little bothersome. I don't know if y'all even thought about that, but. Just had to put my two cents in there. Uh, hope everyone's doing great. Congratulations, Jesse. You're the man. It's awesome. I love married life. It's the best. Uh, you guys take care. Get off my back. Get off my back, Roger. Get off my married back. Get off my married back. Uh, so much stuff there. I, the thing is, like, he described. The problem with this, I, I can't get I can't get creeped out by bronies. I don't have enough uh, enough time to be creeped out by bronies. I I've seen some pictures of bronies that really disturb me. That's fine. I've seen plenty of pictures that have disturbed me of plenty of things. I, I mean, also just want to apologize real quick to Roger for not being hard enough on bronies. I know, right? Really, uh, <laughs> I did I did push I did push the envelope far enough for his status. Satisfaction. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like forty percent of the cosplay at PAX disturbs me. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not giving anyone a pass. All right, uh, I, I just I'm not, I'm not just harping on bronies here. There's okay. a whole spectrum of people that I think are be behaving whack. Well, I mean, I but... just like the people at PAX who dress up like whatever. One, that's like half anonymous, mostly anonymous. Mm, I don't know the dudes who dress up like the Street Fighter guys and wear like a thong, and that's it. Yeah, that's and they weigh true. like three hundred pounds. 
and I do think that's wrong, but they're not <laughs> writing into the podcast telling me that it's an okay thing to do. I think it's like, and, and but Roger was saying that that the like, you know Pixar movies wink at the adults in the audience. It sounds like I know I I haven't seen any any My Little Pony, and I really don't plan to watch it. But it, it sounds like you know we we had uh, our listener. Um, a write in and tell us that there are like firefly jokes. Okay, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, there are firefly jokes and stuff in there. That's winking to the adults in the audience as well. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, um, again, to me, it all comes down to demographic. Like, well, if come they on, play, if well, I mean, if they play, if they play Harry Potter on TV, the ads are probably going to be for like cars and stuff. I don't think so. It'll be on like ABC Family, dude. Uh, I don't know. They would play that on like TNN. Man, well, I, I don't think there's also kind of a double standard here. It's like, well, if it's if it's tra- if it's you know if if the show is is tailored toward little boys, then you can watch it, like GI Joe or Transformers or Ninja Turtles. That's cool because those are tailored toward little boys. If they're tailored toward little girls, you can't watch it. That's a double standard. Uh, because because uh, right, you, you make a good point, but I still find it weird. All right. I I just like I said, I don't have enough time in the day <laughs> to have any animosity toward people like my little pony. And frankly, See, I don't care. Diplomatic. I don't care. Eh. Like like what you like as long as you're not hurting anybody, that's fine. Yeah, there are weirdos in every single there are weirdos in that like every single thing. True. I agree. That's fine, but don't expect me to embrace your lifestyle. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna watch My Little Pony, but I'm not gonna hate you just because you watch it. I'm gonna yeah. hate you because you're wearing. You're 300 pounds. You're wearing a thong to PAX. I'm gonna hate you a little bit if All you right. dress up like a pony. <laughs> yeah. I'm if sorry. You, that's the thing. Like if you dress up like a pony, I'm gonna hate you a little bit. You're, yeah. you're falling into that 40. percent I sound like Mitt Romney right now. <laughs> I feel. <yeah. laughs> I feel like maybe there are like there might be stratification of bronies where like some people like it but would never dress up and I'm I'm just I'm launching uh, flack out there like that scene in uh, Predator where they mm-hmm. like see the the ghost image of the predator and they all just fire blindly into the woods maybe I'm participating in that <laughs> <laughs> casting aspersions at all bronies just because I've seen a couple of dudes dress yeah. up as ponies and it really creeped me out yeah. That could be what's happening. Yeah, you know, it's. But a, I got a mini cannon, not a there sniper you go. rifle. It, it, it kind of, you know, it's kind of the same way I see anime. Like I'm just, I just don't get anime, and frankly, anime kind of creeps me out a little bit. But really, I, yeah. But you're not creeped out by bronies. Well, I'm I'm creeped out by certain bronies, and I'm creeped out by certain people who like anime for certain reasons. Uh. Okay. See, this is a th- yeah. I don't know. But it falls. There are plenty of genres that where there are creepers. Again, it all there. There are shades of everything. Like, right. I like a couple of anime shows, but I wouldn't say I like anime. But there's a couple of anime shows, especially like Cowboy Bebop. I actually really love that show. And yeah. maybe I'm getting, I would get mowed down by your, uh, your chain gun of disapproval. Maybe. Whereas, uh, you know, but perhaps, I, I also we should be more surgical with our hatred. Like I said, I also like Samurai Jack, and that's a pseudo anime show. It's an anime inspired show. At the very least, it's, it's an animated anime inspired show. <laughs> exactly. There are creepers in every in every genre. That's all I'm saying. Don't Fair be enough. a creeper. None of our listeners are creepers, though. Eric Walk was a perpetual diplomat. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I guess so. All right. Uh, well, with that, let's do a little Tiny Matt roll off and get this show on the road. Roger, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it as always. And uh, oh, shit. Oh, jeez. Don't worry about it. Dice malfunction. Uh, and and Roger, uh, keep in touch, buddy, because uh, Jesse's going on vacation later, and we might be looking for guest hosts. That yeah, just that, floating I, it out there. I would there. really enjoy that. Um, I kind of want you. I want like three or four of our uh, of mm-hmm. our fans to do like ten minute segments with you. I think that'd be really. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, and you could like interview them. Like, yeah, get, like, better. Well, better, they, better they, know a better know a listener. Better know a listener. They do the topic, and I'll just moderate. Ooh, yeah. There you go. All right. Well, uh, did you roll, or was that just a malfunction? That was uh, that was a dice malfunction. Okay, let's roll. <laughs> a little tiny minute roll off. We're going to roll a 20-sided dice, see who gets to talk first on the podcast this week. I rolled an Eloven. I rolled a lucky number 13. Jeez, you've been smoking me. Uh, hey, man, the uh, adjusting to the mean. Adjusting to the moon. Um, okay. Uh, that sounds also- like it could be like a, a memoir of boot camp. Adjusting to the mean? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> You're mean. Adjust to it. You better adjust to it. You better adjust to it, soldier. Um, I can't do that. I can't do that impersonation either. I'm just I'm zero for z- zero for two on impersonations tonight. But also, I don't think they call you soldier in boot camp because you're not a soldier yet. There you go. But speaking of bad impersonations, we did get an email from Oliver James, Ollie James, oh, in London, in jolly London town. Oh, Hello. What does this podcast become? <laughs> Hello, Ollie. Uh, first of all, he says, hey, guys, thanks for answering my question on the show. But, Eric, that English accent is absolutely terrible. <laughs> I can't. It's more of a uh, like a stereotype well, than an accent. My wife says that I, she gets completely turned off 100% whenever I use that accent. And she says that it reminds her of Russell Brand. It's like a bad Russell Brand. Uh, you know, I feel like Russell Brand is doing a bad English impersonation. Yeah. Hello. He, he's probably Scottish or something. Yeah, he's probably Welsh. F- oh, fucking Welsh. Even worse. Jeez, Welsh. Even worse than a brony. All he says, I literally cannot describe how bad it is. <laughs> but he's looking for some help. He says, anyway, I'm DJing my parents' wedding next week, and I need some advice and some must-play tunes help, please. Wait, so, your parents' wedding? Yeah. He's DJing his parents' wedding. That is very interesting. Because, like, have they been not that married this whole time? Is or were re- they married and yeah. then got divorced and getting remarried? Remarried. Or... Is it like a or stepdad they, it's situation? It's a double marriage, and they're marrying other people. Oh. <laughs> but in the same ceremony. Because they're still best yeah. friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, or it could be like, they're, they're divorced and marrying another couple that got divorced. Right. It's so like when twins pe- marry twins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, exactly like that. <laughs> so I sent Oliver, uh, Ollie, if you will, uh, I sent him um, my playlist that I have for the for I played at my wedding because I DJed my own wedding, um, and I and I've DJed a couple other weddings, and and so I sent him my playlist. But I wanted to talk about this because it actually came up on the Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is a uh, podcast that's done by NPR. Um, I used is- to listen to that one and face it out. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a hit and miss. It's a it's a it's a time filler for me. Ah. Um, but we were driving to Coeur d'Alene for the Fourth of July weekend, and uh, 
and so we listened to a couple episodes. And one of them, Idaho, yeah, Coeur Idaho, Idaho. That's fun. Yeah, it was cool. That's where Lydia's brother lives, so we went there for the oh holiday cool. and went camping and stuff. It was super float river floating. Nice. Um, but uh, but we were listening to this podcast, and they have one of the music critics for NPR dot com or NPR dot org is on there, and he said that somebody wrote in and was like had a wedding conundrum. And so I really need to talk about wedding, de- wedding DJing because I listened to this segment for like 20 minutes and I was like, I need to get my two cents in. And what do you know? I have a podcast to do that. So I'm <laughs> going to do it on here. Uh, but basically he was saying that like this person wrote in and was like, uh, I'm, I'm getting married and my DJ is like a Nazi. Like they are only letting me pick 10 songs to play. And I have two of the songs. Uh, and then listed both of the songs. One of them was like, You're Just Too Good to Be True, I think, by Bobby Valley. So it's like, You're Just Too Good to Be True, which is fine. That's a good slow dance song if you want to have slow dance at your wedding. It's fine. The other one was like this uh, more Van Morrison song, which was like mid-tempo, which is the worst. Because like basically that's just a sit-down song. Like people are going to start hearing it and they're just going to sit down. Because you can't dance slow to it, you can't dance fast to it. It's not a dance song. And uh, see, now I feel like you're critiquing my first dance song. No, what what, what was your first dance song? Fly me to the moon. No, that's perfect, dude. I was expecting it to be nah. a slower version, and it was pretty mid tempo. Yeah, it's a mid tempo song, but that's fine because that is a swing song. Like every big band song is made to dance to. That's a good point. So that also, is. A- I, I forced everyone to start dancing. Like yeah. A couple measures in. Oh, it was great. I, I really liked that. I was also very drunk at that point. Yeah. Because your Cezanne was kicking. Wasn't it good, man? And then, yeah, and then after I, after a couple glasses of Cezanne, I moved straight to the Imperial. <laughs> and yeah, I was just that, like... That was a real ass kicker. Woo! Yeah, yeah, that was a fun night. Well, a quick aside on that. Yep. <laughs> my, uh, my now father-in-law, we were talking uh, <clears throat> just the other day. And he was like, "Those beer, the beer you made, it was good, but it was a little stout. I had a couple of those, and I was, I was really feeling it." Yeah. And I didn't know if he was joking. I don't think he was. Yeah. I was like, "Well, it, 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 it was a stout. He's <laughs> literally an imperial stout. <laughs> it was a stout. Yeah. A stout is a little stout. Yes." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it was it was a moment. It was a, it was yeah. a uh, a Seinfeld moment. Plus, I mean, it was a warm day as well, so that's gonna up the mm-hmm. drunkenness. Anyway, plus it's a wedding, which ups the drunkenness to begin with. Absolutely. If there's any, it's like a, it's like if you want to scream, go on a roller coaster. If you want to get drunk, go to a wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So I. <laughs> No, but your first dance song, that's fine. Big band songs are great because all big band songs are made to dance to. That's literally what they did is they put a big band in a dance hall and people dance. That was the fucking DJs of the 40s. Okay. 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 Um, so anyway, but this guy – so they were like complaining because they want to play this Van Morrison song. And then like this other song that's like also kind of mid-tempo and also kind of weird. And uh, it just bothers me a little bit. And I know that your wedding is your wedding. And if you want to play a bunch of songs and show how cool you are and like how, how, um, how, what a, what a musical genius you are, then that's fine and just do that. But if you want people to have fun and to party, cause that's what, it, that's what a wedding is, right? It's a party. A wedding is really not about you. Exactly. It's not about you. It's not about your, uh, person you're going to get married 
to. Jesse, it's I'm about s- your family right. getting together and having a good time. Because guess what? That, that's what the whole engagement process is. That's what the rest of your life is, is about you and your and your spouse being married to right. one another. That is the that is your public coming out. That is your we are we want to party with everybody and then this is our time to have our day and we want you all there and we're gonna party and have fun. And like literally they split the wedding parties yeah. like down the middle. They're like groom on the right, bride on the left, and you sit there divided. In a group of people that you don't know, <laughs> yep. and you're divided in these two teams like so much kickball game. <laughs> it's true. But then the reception is a grand mingling. Right. And it's supposed to be fun for everyone and comfortable for everyone so that people that don't know each other but share a common interest in you as a couple right. get to know each other a little bit. Just that's the whole point. It's not about you and your vows and blah, blah, no. blah, blah. That, that's well, that's an afterthought. Yeah, I, I, that's what I really – I'm really happy that you said that because that's my philosophy is that weddings are not for the not for the couple. Mm-mm. Weddings are for your guests, your family, your friends. Everybody come together and have a good time. Right. What that means is that – this is rule number one in wedding DJing is that you're going to play bad songs. <laughs> okay? There is a reason why Love Shack is played at every fucking wedding. <laughs> And the reason is because people lose their fucking shit when they hear uh, that song. Okay? And I don't know what it is about that song. I think it's the voice. People lose their shit. Like, the ladies, yeah. the shoes will be flying in the air, and they are going to be on the fucking dance floor. It'll and that's look like what you a want. George W. Bush press conference in Iraq. <laughs> shoes will be flying so much. <laughs> Oh, God, that's awesome. Oh, God, uh, you made me clap. You know, I laughed so hard that I clapped, uh, that I got the clap. Uh, so I <laughs> – That wasn't me. So like, and that's the thing. Like Love, like Love Shack's a crappy song. I would never listen to Love Shack in my car. At a wedding, I will listen to Love Shack. Okay? That's fine. You're, you want to play songs that people know because guess what? People only dance to songs that they know. Yeah, you're not going to – you're not gonna it be like, takes oh, a brave soul to no. get out on the dance floor to a song that you're yeah. not familiar with. Totally. People want to dance with shit they know. That, that terrain is reserved for like your Neil Armstrong and your Magellans. <laughs> and your Eric Walquist. Or actually Dan Morford. Uh, yeah, Dan Morford. Friend of the show, Dan Morford, will dance to anything. Dan Morford is the Neil Armstrong of dancing. Totally. <laughs> uh, so that's rule number one. Rule number two is you don't need slow dance songs. Now, I understand that an adult wedding, you're probably going to want to have slow dance songs because uh, grandma wants to get out there and dance. <laughs> if you are like me and you know your grandma is not going to get up and dance, don't get slow dance songs. Yeah. People have a lot more fun dancing, shaking it to the oldies, like like not Richard Simmons. Who's that guy? Yeah, that is Richard yeah, Simmons. Richard Simmons. I, I was thinking Russell Simmons. Um, you know, the, back up. <laughs> the Simmons brothers, uh, Russell hey there, and Richard. Let's uh, get off your heinies. It's time for us to do a little dance. <laughs> That's why Russell Simmons. Congrats. That was good, man. That was really good. Oh, uh, I was thinking Russell Brand. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I feel like oh, a total we just did a right full now. before and after category on Jeopardy. <laughs> Um. Anyway, Russell Simmons is from Kiss. No, Russell Simmons is the oh, is the Gene mogul. Simmons. He's the hip hop mogul. Yeah, Gene Simmons is from Kiss. 
I actually I made a little uh, cutout. I don't know if you've seen it, but I drew this in college and I actually laminated it because I worked at Multimedia Services and I was bored and we had a laminator. But it's Russell Simmons, Gene Simmons, and <laughs> and Richard Simmons, and it says "Bros Before Hoes." Anyway, pretty good stuff. You don't need a slow never, song. Do you still have that? I do. Ah, I still have it. I look um, forward to uh, seeing that proudly displayed <laughs> on your wall. Yeah, so. Definitely. Um. Uh. So anyway, I. So you don't need slow songs, dude. Like, if you want to have a party, maybe for the last song. Well, if you start clearing mm, people out. No, see, th- I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think if you're going to do slow songs, you do them at the beginning. You do all your slow songs within the first fifteen songs. This is the other thing that bothered me about this caller was that she was like, oh, you know, th- he's only giving me 10 songs. 10 songs is an hour of music. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot that's gonna that's, plug, that's like 25% of the night. I requested one song and thought that was too much. I, it's just like let, let the people know do what they do. Like just say we want a party. Um, and then my rule number three is that you do – it is a lot of fun. It's good. It's a good idea to have a – Audience participation song. Okay. If you're in Nebraska, that's probably the chicken dance. <coughs> I don't want the chicken dance at my wedding. Uh, so for some people, it's the electric slide. For other people, it's the Macarena. Pick your generation. At mm-hmm. my wedding, it was Gangnam Style because that song had like blown up over the summer and wasn't completely stale yet. And guess what, dude? Gangnam Style comes on. It's a huge hit because that's, that's, that is the opportunity for people who don't know how to dance and are a little afraid to dance to get up and dance. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a gateway song, okay? Because, like, they don't have to think about it. They're just going to ride that horse like a South Korean mogul. Right. And they are going to do their thing, okay? So audience participation songs do it. Uh, Shout is another good one for a wedding, made, made very popular by uh, Wedding Crashers. That's an audience participation song. Um, so just do that. What, audience participation, don't worry about whether the songs are great songs or not by great artists. You know, I love Death Cab for Cutie. I didn't have one Death Cab song at my wedding. Mm. Um, and, and then also you don't necessarily need slow dance songs if you're having a party. Just right. look for songs. Yeah, it's a party. You can't forget that it's, it's a big party. Right. It's a party. And just look for songs. This is the rule of thumb. It's very, very simple. There are so many songs that are like this. If you're listening to the song and it has this as its basic beat, it's a dance song. That is a dance song. You can dance to it. Even white guys can shuffle back and forth to that shit. <laughs> that is a dance song. Put all those in there. And I do, I do have a full six-hour dance party mix playlist. If you want that playlist, uh, just email us at personalarguments.gmail.com, and I'll send it to you just like I sent it to Ollie James. There needs to be some website that's like the uh, six-hour playlist open source website mm-hmm. that's like you can vote on songs. Yeah. Like certain songs See, can get voted up and out and it will like be constantly adapting to I don't love that times. because I think that there are a lot of people who think that there are good songs that aren't good songs to dance to. Just because it's a good song does not mean it's a good song to dance to. Yeah, Although, I don't know. I feel like the majority though. Like yeah, the, uh, yeah, it'll, the cream should rise to the top. Right. And you have um, like – there are two great songs that are out right now, Robin Thicke's uh, Blurred Lines and Daft Punk featuring Pharrell Williams' Get Lucky. Right. Uh, your DJ, who is Tasha's brother, played those back-to-back, and I literally almost had a heart attack because I was dancing <laughs> so fucking hard to those songs. <laughs> I was dancing so hard to those songs. 
So there's always a good song that's out, dude. And then and then and then you gotta have the lasting power on the songs too. Like I always start off a mix with Whitney Houston's uh, uh Wanna Dance with Somebody. Because that is a cross generational hit and it gets a lot of people on the dance floor right away. Cool. And then you just spin it in the Robin Thick and then all of a sudden you got a fucking party on your hands. And then Love Shack happens and then everybody has a seizure. And you're having a great time. <laughs> then you killed twelve people. You killed twelve people. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, Ethan the herd, all the gra- <laughs> both grandmas gone. That old uncle who was uh, mm-hmm. led a unhealthy lifestyle. Right? He's out. He wasn't that old, but he looked old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's half the point of weddings is to like <laughs> is to, to clear the herd. <laughs> it's like a Viking wedding. Yeah. It's like a Game of Thrones wedding. Yeah, two in, two out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jesse, what's your first topic? Well, I want to talk about something that uh, doesn't necessarily fall into any of our predefined categories, so deal All right. with it. Do it. This is a section I call Jesse Wilson Says Deal With It. Deal with it. So uh, I, wa- I made a list, Eric, and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so in my small quaint village, my the, the fishing village in which I live, right. there has been a ruckus. Oh, really? The whole town has been turned upside down in a world of controversy because they have decided, the local school board oh, yeah. has decided to I know about this. Uh, rename the school mascot. Right. So uh, the the high school mascot is mm-hmm. uh, the Port Townsend Redskins. Yes. Which uh, they claim, literally they claim that it has nothing to do with Indians. Right, but then the actual mascot imagery is a <laughs> Indian with a giant headdress on. Yeah, which is not even a local thing. No, the headdress is a Plains Indians thing. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if are... anything, this should be a totem pole. But yeah, uh, but then a which bunch one? of people think Plains Indians made totem poles. <laughs> it's, yeah, they're exactly. lone rangering this shit. They're just throwing them all in the same pot. Yeah. So uh, the local school board has decided that the Redskins will be no more, uh-huh. and all the uh, the townies are right. having a fit. So yeah. I've compiled a list. Excellent. Of um, the top ten mascots that I hate. Excellent. So oh, I we'll thought you were gonna. This. I thought we were gonna name the new school. We can do that later. Okay. Because you know I don't want to just hate on stuff. I wanna I wanna <laughs> build it up. Right. I want. So later we'll come up with some suggestions. But yep. I just want to run through these. These are my ten least favorite mascot names. And are these pro sports teams? These are all pro sports. Okay. But a lot of a lot of high schools will 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 draw from these right. names. I mean they're they're pretty standard mascot names. And I, I suspect you and I'll disagree on some of these. Okay. So number ten, Eric. Yep. Dolphins. Uh kinda like it. I the reason I don't like the dolphins yep. is one I'm not convinced there's that many dolphins in Florida. I'm pretty convinced of that too. Like Maybe the Hawaii there dolphins, there are, but I'm pretty sure the whole uh, Miami Dolphins thing is just flipper run. Yeah, I think it's Sea World, dude. Oh, it's you're right, fucking Sea World. Yeah, they'd be like if we were the. Um, oh wait, we don't have a amusement park up here. The Great Wolf no. Lodges. <laughs> The wolves. I found out Great Wolf Lodge is a chain. Did you know that? Yeah, it's probably a regional thing. It's a chain, though. I didn't like. They have Great Wolf Lodges like everywhere. <laughs> well, it's weird. Anyway, there you go. Dolphins. So I don't like the dolphins. I like the dolphins a little bit because it kind of reminds me. I like the weak mascots. Like I, like I do the, like weak mascots. Like the too. ducks. Like the Anaheim Ducks. 
Or the uh, Oregon Ducks. My team. Right, the Oregon Ducks. Dude, don't even go there. Dude, I am a, I'm a Ducks fan. You cannot be a Ducks I fan. Mean, and, oh, I'm, God, and live in Western Washington. Are you joking, dude? I've been shopping we, around. Uh, we are not – we are not – we are we are want for good sports rivalries in this city. And that is like one of the very few now that the Sonics are gone. You know what? Uh, bring it on. I love the oh Ducks. Oh, my God. How can you I'm be a Ducks, a Ducks fan? fan? Are you serious? I like, I like the Black Mamba. Uh, that one kid who plays for the Ducks, I also like how they get a snazzy new uniform every game. Yeah, because they're fucking owned by Nike, which also now the Seahawks are, so. <laughs> yeah, so Whatever. Deal. deal with it. This is Jesse Wilson's deal with Wait, it. Wait, so they have, a player, they have a player nicknamed the Black Bomba? Yeah, he's like this. Uh, he only gets like two touches a game, but he scores a touchdown like 50% of the time he gets his hands on the ball. That's funny because that's also uh, Kobe Bryant's nickname. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, this was it was a he's a kid from uh, like Compton, and he played in Snoop Dogg's like oh, high yeah. school league, uh-huh. and like Snoop Dogg is the one who, or sorry, Snoop Lion mm-hmm. nicknamed him the Black Mamba. But anyway, number nine, <laughs> he's like, man, that's a good nickname. Yeah, because it's Kobe <laughs> Bryant's nickname. So yeah, I know. I could do. I could do Snoop Dogg. Okay, oh, so man. number nine. <laughs> Number nine, okay. the Kings. Which one? There's, the Kings? Sac- there's the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Kings. Well, the thing, it doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, there there are plenty of different sports teams that have the same right. mascot, you know? See, why don't you like the Kings, though? I, I don't like the Kings because it's like, so everyone on your team is a king? <laughs> kings? And then you have a king of kings on your team? And is that person Jesus? <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. It's confusing. It's like if uh-huh. you, if you told an eight, like an eight year old, to come up with the team name, you're like, "I'm the king." So we're the kings, and then it's like, "I'm a king too." That's true. We're all kings. Yeah, like knights makes a lot more sense because you can have multiple knights. Mm-hmm. You need some hierarchy here. Like you're all I kings. That's true. That doesn't work. I'm with you on kings. I'm with you. Okay. On kings. <clears throat> Number eight, pirates. Pirates, what? buccaneers. Otherwise. Not known as being great team players, Pirates. They're great on their own team. They're great for their own team. They're constantly backstabbing each other. Uh, And also, we have this thing called the Golden Age of Piracy that got stamped out pretty quickly. I the reason why I like the Pittsburgh Pirates a lot. First of all, they have like one of the best stadiums in the major leagues. Second of all, they have one of the best throwback uniforms in the major leagues. In like the late seventies, they had like the craziest hat in the major leagues. Third of all, this year they played the Mariners. (laughs) In a, both the home and away series, and they like I think they won three of the four games. So basically, the Pirates destroyed the Mariners, which I think yeah. is hilarious from a rhetorical standpoint. Yeah, it's good for that goof yeah. only. It's but goof. I'm just saying, Pirates when you when you want a team, when uh-huh. you want someone who respects authority, who's going to be a team player, if you want a cohesive unit, Pirates aren't necessarily the best men for the job. Okay. All right. So. uh Number seven here are eagles, falcons, and other non-specific birds. Seahawks. Seahawks, Seahawks is okay because that's specific. Seahawk is the most non-specific bird. It is the nickname for an osprey. Right. Like, nobody yeah, uses osprey. the term. Nobody uses the term. How is that different than a falcon or an eagle? Because an eagle is like, what kind of eagle are you? Are you a gold eagle? Are you a bald eagle? Are you one of those other eagles that I can't remember right now? Same with falcons. Are like peregrine falcons? Are the all sorts of types of falcons? Or the hawks? Write it down. Yeah. This is why I like the Bengals. 
It's a specific type a specific of specific tiger, I guess, dude. But like Seahawk is a slang term for an osprey. Yeah, but it's still only one species of bird. Mm. We're not talking about six different types of birds at once here. <laughs> okay. okay. That's true. It narrows it down. I got you there. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, six here. Raiders slash Vikings. Okay. See, this is tough for me because... Uh-huh. Yeah, the, Scandinavian. The, the rugby game. Well, Scandinavian for one thing, but I'm no Viking apologist. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good thing, actually. <laughs> they were terrible people. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, the the rugby team I root for are the Canberra Raiders. Well, and also I'm um, junior high. I went to Ridgetop, Ridgetop Raiders, baby. Oh, there you go. And your yep. favorite player in the NFL, Matt Flynn, plays for the Raiders now. I that is that has changed. So anyway, basically, especially with Raiders, Vikings, those true. groups of people in history, yep. they came in, they keep, they murdered everyone. Murdered everybody. And so you're going to name your entire football team after murderers. These were horrible people. Sure, they got the job done when it came to killing, but like the random uh, murdering yeah, they and were, plundering. You, you and cannot be a Viking slash barbarian slash raider apologist. They were completely horrible human beings. Right. That's like naming your team the cons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Um, that okay. Genghis Khan story that you told me, just, can you tell it really quick? Because that blew my mind. Uh, well, I definitely recommend anyone listening okay. to download. It's a little too long for now. Yeah, Dan Carlin's uh, Hardcore History, he did a three-part series on the cons and yeah. just the horrific Horrific. That it's the cons crazy. did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, what, what are we at? Number five. So, moving into five here. Top five. Um. Teams with uh confusing regional names that no longer make sense, mm-hmm. such as the L.A. Lakers, right? Formerly the Minnesota Lakers. Yep. You know, so. Utah Jazz. Formerly yeah, the New exactly. Orleans That's Jazz. That's my second one. Yep. Utah Jazz. I think makes it's funny. No sense. In this... fact, it, if if there's going to be a state that I equate the least with jazz music, it's going to be Utah. <laughs> Probably. See, I the interesting thing is that the so right now the New Orleans Hornets are in New Orleans, but this year they are no longer the Hornets. They are renaming the team. They are now the New Orleans Pelicans. Right. <clears throat> I like Why it. couldn't they just make a deal with the Jazz that they get to be the Jazz again, and then the Jazz like become the, you know the the Joseph Smiths or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> So, like the jazz, yeah. like the, the Utah's not doing that great right now in basketball. So why don't why don't this is a perfect time to change your name to something that is more relevant to your state? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and then like, um, <laughs> but then they're gonna move to Seattle. It'll be the Seattle. Well, Justice no, that's Smith. the thing. Like the yeah. Pelicans are gonna end up moving to Seattle. It's like yeah. what the? But then we'll be like, it's a Halo thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. So number four here, getting down to the nitty gritty. Oh yeah. Uh, Canucks and Canadians. Yeah, that's that is weird. I I find it weird because it's like we're the Canucks. It's like okay, every every one of your opponents is Canadian. Uh huh. For one, so right. you're the only Canadians, and then <laughs> and most of you are from Russia. <laughs> yeah, most of you are from Russia or France. <laughs> right. And, and then you have the Canadians. Right. And then so when I did a little research for this, right, the Montreal Canadians, I found out I hate them even more because they spell it. C a n a d i e n s. They're the. It's French. It's the French spelling oh, of Canadians. I know. Even worse. But the funniest thing about them is that they're called the Haps. What? That's their nickname. Is the Haps? Why? I have no idea. <laughs> they're the Haps, though. 
I'm sure it's something stupid in French. All right, number three. <laughs> okay. Um, I have the Braves, Chiefs, and Blackhawks. Right. The, Just, and, and also Redskins also in there? Well, no. Cleveland Indians? Because they are, they're the non... Um, they're not... Uh, they're hot, not super racist. Right. They're not hot they're button enough. They're casually right. um, kind of benefiting off of an oppressed people's... Well, yeah, and they had like so. New Era came out with a whole new slew of uh, batting practice hats this year, and they had like all the secondary logos. So they had like Mister Met, and they had like the elephant for the A's were on there. And they sent out the preliminary designs, and they had what they called the Whooping Brave. Oh God! Which is basically just like a stereotypical, you know, Native American screaming. And they uh, got a bunch of flack for that, and they're like, "Oh, we're just joking. That was a concept design." And then they like put out another hat. Yeah, but it's like, come on, guys. That's the thing. Like Braves, mm, maybe it's not that bad in general. But then you get the fans, and they're like, "We're gonna do the tomahawk chant." Right, tomahawk chant. Okay, you guys have taken it a step too far. And the thing is, it's been so ingrained in our culture that that you know, it's people are people are very used to it at this point. You grow up with it. But the fact of the matter is, like, you couldn't have like the Portland Chinese. Or, <laughs> yeah. or like the Chicago Blackskins, or yeah, yeah. like you can't I, like it's it's just because it's been ingrained in the culture doesn't mean that it's not offensive. The Sacramento uh, railroad workers, and it's like a stereotypical right. Chinese guy with right. a big straw hat. Yeah, like that wouldn't fly. Also, falling into this category is the Fighting Irish. Yeah, that's interesting. Double standard there. Uh-huh. I, you know, it's a little bit racist that all Irish right. people are fighting all the time. Yeah. Oh, they're just fighting because they're drunk. <laughs> it's a drunk leprechaun. Is the, yeah, it's a drunken is, leprechaun. Right. It's their mascot. Right. How do you feel about the Celtics, though? Um, Mostly, well, one, I think it's silly that Celtics, not Celtics. Totally. Which is weird. Yep. And two, I just find it, like, kind of funny and ironic irish there, people there's no like freckled you know pot-bellied <laughs> redhead like myself now, now like you're me. being stereotypical <laughs> i'm just describing myself okay all right so we're on number three uh number two redskins oh, two. and indians right same That's deal just though. bad yeah like redskins and indians are and and the like the indians did go away from their smiling indian logo right so now they just have the c on their hats but dude Cleveland has a – they have a like a terrible baseball culture. <laughs> Cleveland Indians have not been a good team over their existence, so they're not really catering to anything. And plus, there is a very historical National League team that was based in Cleveland in the early 1900s called the Cleveland Spiders. They should rename themselves oh, Cleveland wow, Spiders. Oh, badass. Yes, it's a super badass, dude. Nobody is the Spiders. It's a cool thing. They would sell a ton of merchandise. And guess what? You're not racist anymore. Yeah, Jay-Z should buy that. Dude, the Cleveland Spiders would be badass. Yeah, anyway. um, So my number one worst mascot in okay. the history of sports team mascots. Yep. The Trojans. <laughs> Why? Come on. Because they're it's suckers. It's a cautionary <laughs> tale yeah. that survives uh. from the ancient era about don't be a freaking idiot and let a giant <laughs> hollow wooden thing into your building that's supposed to be impregnable and then everyone dies and is massacred. See, and we're supposed to be proud of that. We're the Trojans. Well, we just let everyone in our town get killed. And the reason why this is number one, listeners, is because Jesse and I both went to Olympic High School 
yeah. where the mascot was the Trojans. Yeah, and on uh, and in high school, you will get condoms thrown to you at, at football games. Well, at football games also, they would do some face paintings, and maybe they'll paint a little T on your uh, mm-hmm, cheek or mm-hmm. an OHS, or maybe a Trojan horse, because that's not what killed all the Trojans, <laughs> you idiots. There is this, uh, you know, there is this, there is this need to name uh, name teams after like ancient Greek uh, mythology and and also societies. Right. So you have Spartans, you have Spartans, the yeah. the Trojans, you have the Giants, which is part of that. The gi- you know, the Giants were, were well, the Titans. Yeah, and the Titans as well. That's you know the. The Titanic was actually in a series of three boats. There was the Britannic, the Titanic, and the third one was going to be the Gigantic, which right. is which is a terrible name. But uh, but yeah, it all plays into like Greek mythology and that sort of thing. But the Trojans are the suckers, dude. Yeah, they're the they are the saps of the right? uh, the final battle of all <laughs> all the great you know coming together of Greek mythology. This big war with all the heroes, right. and it's the Trojans who are a bunch of dummies and get duped <laughs> and end up all dead. Yeah. Let's like, name our great sports team after them. Like we were the we were Olympic high school, so I understand that they're trying to get a Greek bent on that because we're Olympic uh-huh. high school. But be dude, the Spartans, be the Spartans, or how about the gods? <laughs> I know it might be a little a little controversial, but I think the gods would be awesome. I, I will take gods over Redskins. Yeah, dude, go for it, Washington gods, do it. Well, the tit- Titans were gods before the gods. Oh. Like yeah. the Titans were the parents of the Olympian gods. Really, we should have been the Titans. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. Or the Spartans or the Athenians. Yeah. Athenians is uh, a little weak. I don't like the Athenians. Spartans, I mean, that's a warrior culture. That's what you want. Right. They were also a bunch of slave-owning psychopaths. Yeah, but they were warriors. And they were in <laughs> yeah. the movie 300, so that's all I care about. Yeah, you got that. <laughs> so there you go. My 10 least favorite uh, uh, sports... Mascots. That was super fun. If there's one thing I could talk about all day, it's sports mascots and uniforms. So oh, let's let's just throw out a couple that we do like. I like okay. the uh, banana slugs for the Port Townsend. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. That's local. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Geriatrics. Um, <laughs> there are a lot, just how about old hippies? Yeah, the there are a lot of old hippies in Port Townsend. I was thinking this, dude, and I, and I keep coming back to this, but I think it would be great is Port Townsend Sasquatch. Mm, yeah, Sasquatch I think that you're good. you're gonna get a lot of kids happy about that as their All mascot. Right. Problem solved. Problem I'll take that solved. To the school board meeting. All right, it was a it was a, I, I watched it. They had it on the news, the school board meeting where people were arguing for this. Oh, really? And it was just a bunch of like old, like middle aged guys yeah. who like They're, had their glory days in in high school exactly, football. They peaked in high school. And really, dude, I was a redskin, and I was proud to be a redskin. And some of the best days of my life, I was a redskin on playing football on the state. No, you were a high schooler. That's <laughs> yeah, what you, you were. were a dumb dummy who was probably right. drunk and high. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you work in the mill now. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. All right. Well, that was a really fun conversation. I enjoyed that a lot, Jesse. Thank you for bringing that topic. Uh, so let's move on to our break. Uh, usually we would do trivia here, but guess what, guys? Last week, Aaron and Jim came on here, and they bastardized a segment <laughs> of <laughs> the Magic Card Minute in the most glorious way possible. I 
listening to their accents. <laughs> they were glorious bastards. They were they were they were glorious bastards. Um uh and they were arrogant bastards by default as well. Um mm. uh but uh but we got to bring the magic card minute back. All right. Just to do it right. This idea was conceived I believe on a drive between Providence uh Rhode Island and Boston. From it Boston. Was on the, I want to say it was on the way back from yeah. New York. Oh, maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of that. That was a pivotal car ride for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, came up it with was. the theme song and also Magic Minute. So um, <laughs> we're each going to be uh, senators from Massachusetts filibustering Congress with nothing but our kids' magic cards in our hands. Um. And uh, and so we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this right. But not to say that I didn't love and cracked up immensely to what Iran and Jim did last week. I lost it. Gee, uh, <laughs> Jim was so bad. What do you think? Self aware though. Like he knows yeah. that his Boston exit is an Australian exit. <laughs> <laughs> it's from it's Little Sydney is yeah. a uh, suburb of southeastern Boston. Yeah, the southeast, southeast Sydney's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. All right. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I, I'm bringing to you a shamble shock today. It's uh, two mana, one green, one blue. He's a creature and he's a fish crab. I know a little, I know a few things about fish crabs from my father fishing out in the bay every day of his life. I'm becoming Christopher Walken. Okay, here we go. Uh, this creature has flash. I'm going to play this spell at any time. You could cast an instant. And it also has evolve. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, if that creature has a greater power or toughness than this creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. It's a 2-1 coming into the battlefield. Now, the junior senator from Texas will not recognize that evolve is an actual... Keyword on this magic card. But I say to him, bring out a 3-3 and see what happens to the shamble shock. Uh, so let's move on to my second topic of the show. My second topic this week is going to be an interesting article that surfaced this week on Edge. Edge slash online.com. Bringing you. Edge bringing you slash online? Edge dash. Oh, okay. EdgeDashOnline.com, bringing you news from the edge. Um, so this got linked to a bunch of different sites, including Polygon, uh, 11X, WEP, Midway, Cyber Playground, Face, the rejected names for Microsoft's first console. Oh, no way. Is yeah. this real? It's totally real. So apparently, you know, and, and we bemoaned the name of the X-Bone. Uh, right. That is a ridiculous name for a console. Especially since it's the third. Name. Yeah, the Xbox. I, I, it's even worse than the Xbox Trojan. <laughs> Literally, Xbox Zero would be better. Also, let's not let let us not pass up the opportunity to comment on the fact that there's an entire brand of condoms called Trojans, yep. and the Trojans got impregnated. <laughs> They thought they were impregnable, and the, the thing snuck in and it then snuck killed in, everyone. It snuck in and killed everyone. It, it was a Trojan horse. It was literally. Loaded, it was loaded with people, little people <laughs> swarming in their goo and everything, and they <laughs> snuck in and did their damage. Let, that's what we need to name our tro- our 
contraceptive oh company. Oh my god, that's totally true. It's name oh, them. That's a I bad don't know, name. The Quebec, the only walled city in America. I'm pretty sure Quebec's never been invaded. <laughs> Even in the War of 1812, I don't think so. Right. I'm pretty sure they Canada kind of stomped us on that one. Well, what are you going to do? All right, so these are the names of the original names of the Xbox. So apparently, when the Xbox came out. Um, way back in, what was that, 2001, 2003, something like that, early 2000s. It was like one or two. Yeah, I think it's 2001. Um, they were like, oh, we want to name this the Xbox. And they were like, dudes, and I've dealt with this before. The legal department comes in, they say, guys, there's already like 14 different companies called Xbox. And so you need to come up with a new name. Um, uh, so they were like, "All right, well, let's let's figure this out." And for some reason, they went straight to acronyms, which is the worst. First of all, it's a complete computer thing. Yeah, like, acronyms are not good. Every technical guy is like, "Oh, we'll just we'll just make it an acronym." Don't make it an acronym. Acronyms are bad. Names are good. Like Steve Jobs made Apple. Yeah, uh, they made Windows, which is actually a great name for the program. Windows <laughs> is good. Apple is bad. Apple is bad, but now I mean it's a signifier. Like it, it, you, you're able to build a brand about around that because a brand is not a is not a logo. It's not a the name of your product. A brand it's is how product. you feel about the product. When you think yeah. about the product, how you feel about that's the brand. And an Apple was able to just take a very God, I'm generic afraid of word. What people feel when they hear personal arrogance. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> or personal podcast at personal podcast. <laughs> uh, so this is a super name heavy uh, podcast. But anyway, they decided to come out with a bunch of uh, acronyms for the Xbox. So I'm going to run a few of these by you, Jay. and see what you think. Mm. Uh, the Max, which is the Microsoft Action Experience. Sounds okay, so- Experience starts with an E. Right. But so does Exposition. Once again, these are all these are all IT guys. Max is really bad. Okay. How about the Mind? The Microsoft mm. Mind. The Microsoft Interactive Network Device. Stop making it a Microsoft <laughs> something. All right, fine. How about this? The Microsoft Face. <laughs> the full What? The full action center. <laughs> That's- that's fact. Everybody, I know. There's no, there's no e on the end of that. But that should have not ever even been considered. I like how the face is the full action center. What does that even mean? I don't know. How about this? The myth, the Microsoft myth, uh-huh. which stands for the Microsoft Interactive Theater. Myth. Yeah, that, that one's better. It's a little better. That's how about the this? leader in the clubhouse? The Microsoft Lex. Which is the live entertainment experience. Well, they kept the live. This one is my favorite one. It is the Microsoft Mox, mm. which is the Microsoft Optimal Experience, not the Microsoft Action Experience. <laughs> Max Mox. <laughs> right. Be the Mac Mox. The Max Mox. The Max Mox Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the Microsoft E2, which is the Extreme Experience. E2 Tambien. Uh-huh. There's the Microsoft. That could be the next one. That could be the the, the the second console. This is so funny because this was totally done by some dude at Redmond. Uh, the Microsoft MTG, <laughs> which stands for Microsoft Total Gaming. That's good. Yeah, that, that one I like. You got the Microsoft VIP, the Virtual Interactive Player, the Microsoft Mars with a Z, 
Microsoft. Okay, you cannot just co- co-opt another acronym <laughs> and change it into I know. a different thing. That doesn't work, by the way. Well, it's not the VIP, dude. It's the VIP. Okay, it's the VIP. Uh, the Microsoft Mars, which is the Microsoft Active Reality Zone. <laughs> wow. These are, I mean. This is so bad. Th- these weren't actually considered, They right? were. These were actually considered. In the these are why. horrid. The reason why is because they couldn't think of a better name than Xbox, and then they came up with all this shit, and they're like, yeah, let's just go with Xbox. Let's just, let's just take the legal you know, hit. Xbox is sounding good right now. Yeah. How about the Microsoft R&R, which is <laughs> the Microsoft Reality and Revolution? That doesn't even make sense. No, that's another co- – they're, they're co-opting. They're retro – what is that called? Retrofitting? Uh, right. Retconning. They're retconning R&R. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about we got the Microsoft Mega, which is awesome because it is really long. It's a Microsoft Entertainment and Gaming Attendant, or the Microsoft. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Would you like to play Halo today? Would you, would you like to play a game? Uh, Why do I always feel like I have to tip my my game console? Or every time I, I I select something, it holds out the disc tray. <laughs> it holds out this weird tray. It only works if I put money in it. Yeah. Uh, or the Microsoft Entertainment and Gaming Assembly. Uh, I, I, assembly. Uh, the Microsoft Odyssey of the Mind, which is literally just a program for school children. That they also retconned into making a video game. Like, that was just somebody who was in Odyssey of the Mind. Was, uh, that's vaguely familiar. Yeah. What was the deal with that? It was like a, it was like a weird competition where you like had to like invent stuff or like you had to create, make creative solutions to problems. But it was basically, it was like an after school program. Mm. And yeah, that guy was definitely. It was in definitely that. in Washington, which means that this guy probably was in it as a kid. Yeah, but this is a very non Odyssey of the Mind approach to just steal the name right? of something <laughs> earlier. Yes. Except uh, that's probably how he got in it. Is like he just stole someone else's idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Microsoft P two, which is very similar to the PS two. The P two. Yeah, I uh, like it. Yeah. Uh, which stands for Power Play. Uh, the Microsoft. For two players. I like this one because it has a number in it. The Microsoft IS1. The interactive system in one. <laughs> which would have been fine if it were, since it was the first console. Right. Uh, they got the Microsoft AMP. The active Microsoft player. <laughs> uh, I prefer uh, a passive Microsoft player myself. We had the P2. We also have the O2, which is the optimal Ozone. <laughs> Which I love, oh. or the optical Odyssey. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, what was the first one? Uh, it's the worst. The Microsoft Optimal Ozone. What does that even mean? I have no idea. Also, O2 is not ozone. Like no, the 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 this the, is oxygen. O3, O3 is ozone. Oxi- O2 is just oxygen. Yeah, that's that's the uh, oxygen molecule, and it's noble gas, whatever. O three is ozone, though. Yeah, uh, and then- so the O the O two stands for something ozone, <laughs> which is O three. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we have the Met, 
which is the Microsoft Entertainment Technology or Microsoft Entertainment Theater. That one's actually not that bad compared. It's really not. The Met, I like. I really like the Mox. Met and Mox, Max, and Ozone. Oh, I like this one, too. The Mark. (laughs) Microsoft Action Reality Center. The Mark Griffin. The Mark Griffin. Why not? Oh, man. So many terrible names. But they, they, after they came up with all these, they just said, oh, we're just going to call it the Xbox. I like the uh, Microsoft Banana Slug myself. Me too. I like the Microsoft Sasquatch. <clears throat> yeah. Why not, dude? Just make it something weird. All of these all of these game companies are like, it's the Game Stick or it's the That's Ouya. true. And they're, it's always really cheesy. Right. PlayStation did it right. I mean, PlayStation itself is kind of cheesy, but it's become so meta now. Right. It's a, when it's you a, hear PlayStation, you don't think play and station. It's just become its own, like, gray noise. Well, I feel like it's a term that has been adopted by moms. So like I like when we were kids, if you were on a video game console, your mom said, Hey, you're on Get the Nintendo the game station. The, or the Nintendo. Like every game yeah. every every game thing was a Nintendo. I feel right. like nowadays every mom is saying it's a PlayStation, no matter what it is. Don't try too hard. That's like you know like Xbox One, mm-hmm. you're trying way too hard. X, uh, PlayStation four, fantastic name. We're already like indoctrinated right. into the PlayStation as a thing. Just keep naming it that. Other bad ones, like GameCube was pretty bad. What was the second? Oh, Dreamcast was really bad. Yep. I don't um, know. I, I just like the numbers. Like Nintendo 64 was great. Wii and Wii U, like Wii U especially is a disaster of a name. It is because it's literally a joke from Kung Pao yeah. to the Fist. Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, let's go with the Sasquatch. It's like you know, it's like uh, they do. They have, they have all the the platforms. What about like, the totem? That Xbox is Xbox totem. Mm, you don't like it? If you can't have Redskins, dude, you can't have totem. This is an homage. You can't it's have not it both a... ways. You can't have it both ways. I don't know. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So Jesse, what's your Seco Topo? Uh, well, I thought I could do a little topic that I call Bend Over and Deal With It. <laughs> okay. One cool. podcaster's journey to his new favorite city. Oh, very nice. So I went to Bend, Oregon for my honeymoon. Uh, if you don't know, Bend is becoming something of a brewer's town, a craft beer town. Absolutely. Which is why Tasha and I... Uh, chose to go there. The most famous brewery located there is uh, Deschutes. Uh, yeah, yeah Deschutes. Deschutes. Yep. For a second, I was like, is that just the name of one of their beers and they have another name? But no, Deschutes. <laughs> no, they're Deschutes. Deschutes Mirror Pond, Black Butte, uh, Red Chair, Northwest Pale Ale. The list goes on. So uh, we went there, and there's a lot of really cool things going on in that town. For one thing, though, I was a little surprised by the terrain. For some reason, I thought it was going to be more like coastal feel with like being very lush with big trees and uh, green grass and uh, lots of moisture. And I think I thought this because I had just seen the like the mirror pond. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically like Denver, right? It's kind of the same terrain as Denver, isn't it? it? It well no, it's more like Wenatchee. It's like high desert. Okay. And when you're you're like ten minutes out of town in this town called Redmond, it's like you're in the fucking desert, man. 
there's no cactus, but it's all like shrubs uh-huh. and like yellow, yellowness yep. and dirt yep. and like crazy buttes like sticking out of the ground like it's Monument Valley or something. Uh huh. But so I was a little bit surprised by that. But um, the thing that drew uh, like kind of drew us there was uh the ale trail. Uh huh. And this is something that the Bend uh tourism department has kind of done as like come to bend we have this thing called the ale trail we give you this piece of paper you get it stamped at each of these 11 breweries and then we give you a cool prize when you're done uh-huh and this became sort of like a quest for me right to complete the ale trail yeah so like uh the first stop we did was the this place called silver moon okay i don't know if you've heard of it but they've won some uh They've won some prizes for, like, Pilsners, their loggers and stuff. It was good. Had a good time there. Uh, moved on after that to the Deschutes Brew Pub. And mm. it was pretty cool. It's like a brew pub downtown. And uh, they have, like, special stuff that you can only get there. Mm-hmm. And I had a hamburger there. Nice. It was pretty good. And Did then, you get like, the Twilight pub, on tap? Uh, they had Twilight, but I didn't have it oh. there because there's so much other good stuff. To yeah, have. you got to try that. You got to try what you haven't tried. Yeah, exactly. And they had like a bunch of pub exclusive stuff, so we we tried that. And uh-huh. then I went to uh, Ben Brewing Company. Yep. And here, like, I hit a problem that I had the entire time, okay. which is bad service. Huh. All throughout I, I, Bend. All throughout Bend, horrible table service when you're at restaurants, like. Getting ignored, have I see for me like I feel like it's criminal when my drink glass is empty. Sure, like I finish my beer or whatever, and right. then people like they don't come by to like see if you want another drink. Yeah, it's like I'm basically asking for more booze right now by not being gone. <laughs> exactly, I'm just sitting here. I'm sitting here, and um, and then they'll like walk by, talk another table and do that thing that only servers mm. do where they like don't look at you you know and just like walk off into the distance like um so this is something that servers do in oregon this is oh, have you had this a, experience? yeah this is kind of like portland experience mm, yeah portland is a similar you know it's it, like you could say what you want about the seattle chill but like the waiters here want to get tips right like they're they are attentive and anytime I go to Oregon, it's just kind of very happy-go-lucky. <laughs> we don't really right. give a shit. But here's here's the flip side to that coin, Eric. Uh-huh. You and I are ridiculously passive people. So, yeah. Yep. So maybe is, is it on us because we're not, like, being like, excuse me. Excuse no. me. Could I please get a blah, blah, blah over here? I feel like if you did that, they'd hate you even more. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is the result to be liked, or is the result to get your beer glass? Well, the filled? results get the beer, and frankly, the more beer I have, the the more direct I get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so where else? Where'd you go next? Okay, so after we called it a night at that point, uh, then we went to Ten Barrel the next day. Had some mm-hmm. bad beer and bad service there, mm-hmm. and a bad pizza. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know about. It's that. actually their and- slogan: "Bad beer, bad service, bad pizza." <laughs> Are very hipster. <laughs> that said, Bend, there's like no hipsters in Bend. Yeah. It's a, it was a refreshing 
change of pace. We spent the night in Portland before. And oh. I was in Portland for like 20 minutes, and I was like, I am not cool enough to live in this city. <laughs> that is a fact. It's it's a Portland is a weird place, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, there are a lot of people who just moved to Portland. Um, but like for me, Portland would be an extremely uncomfortable place to live. It would be tough. Yeah, like I I think of Portland is a very intimidating city to to try to get into. Like literally, I am more intimidated by Portland than I am of New York City. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's an intimidating place. Yeah, I don't know if I go that far, but hmm. I'm just not cool enough to live in a city. I, I couldn't live in <laughs> Seattle. I couldn't live in Portland. Dude, we were out in Coeur d'Alene. I was like, dude, Jesse would like this. <laughs> Probably. I spent like three days in Bend and I'm already looking at apartments. <laughs> hey, man, why not, dude? It's the brewery capital of the Pacific Northwest. Um. Well, actually, keep it under wraps, mm. which is why I'm uh, podcasting about it. But mm-hmm. I did get something of a job offer. Hey, now. And it's not in Bend. Hey, now. Very coincidentally, uh, met someone from Port Angeles there. And I was mm. like, you know, you might be, uh, you might need to be on the team. So, in Port Angeles, though. Uh, here's the thing. I don't like Port Angeles, right? But I love everywhere twenty minutes outside of Port Angeles. Okay. Or even ten minutes. So if I lived like on the outskirts of Port Angeles, I think it'd be pretty dope. Uh, yeah, but you're not in the rain shadow. I know it would rain more, but pros and less hippies, more, more vampires. Uh, no, more like psycho meth fueled bloggers. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> I didn't want to be that harsh on them. Well, but you are true. you are a foot ferry away from Victoria, British Columbia. Exactly, as well. you leave the cultural sphere of right. Seattle altogether and enter the cultural sphere of Victoria, Victoria, British Columbia. Can- Victoria, British Columbia. I'm not going to lie; is one of my favorite cities in the world. Probably this is my second favorite city behind Seattle. Interesting. Yeah, but I'm a homer. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, all right. Um, so Victoria anyway. is like the clean Vancouver. I like Vancouver a lot. Vancouver's pretty gritty in parts, though. I, That's what they is, don't tell oh, you. It's not even pretty gritty. It's, it's very it's gritty. It's the definition of grit. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because we like decided to stay in the crack house. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there's some gritty, gritty parts of, of Vancouver. The city of Vancouver watched True Grit with Jeff Bridges and uh-huh. was like, bitch, you don't got nothing on this shit. <laughs> Oh, whatever. They hosted the Olympics. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. World City. So anyway, that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next day, 10 Barrel, uh, we did Cascade Lakes uh-huh. and Brew Works. Nothing all that uh, exciting until we wrapped up the night at this place called Crux Fermentation Project. Right. You would love it. Uh-huh. Super cool building. In the like, kind of a like – Kind of a hard place to get to, but it was, like, jam-packed. Okay. And uh, it's just a little bit outside of town. And they have, like, the most gorgeous view of the sunset. And, like, on their board, like, right where they have all their tap, uh, all the all the stuff on tap and everything, they, like, have the daily sunset, you know, uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. So that you know when to be there to watch the sunset, like, from this amazing place and, like, su- like the sun phase and the, like, Gorgeous orangey purple goodness, and the beer was really good. And cool. then uh, the next day we went 
Uh, anyway, we wrapped it up, went to Boneyard, mm-hmm. Worthy, and uh, one other place. We ended up going to 11 breweries. Did and you get the bed. prize? What's the prize? Oh, the prize. So that's the thing. Like, we have three more to do on our last day. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, we check out of the hotel, and we have to drive back to Portland that day. And it, how long is that and, drive? Uh, it's a three-hour drive. Okay. Not too, to not too bad. Not too bad, but still, it's like... It's a little bad after three breweries. We're going to do three breweries, <laughs> <Yeah>. so... <laughs> We figure out like the way like we don't we don't get loaded or anything but right right we check out these three other breweries then you have to like turn your tra- ale trail passport deal into the uh like the tourism uh office or whatever mm-hmm, downtown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when we went to the our first place the silver moon um this lady was like Make sure you each get one and get it stamped at each place because me and my husband did this a while ago, and they only gave us one glass. Okay. So I was like, sweet, we're getting going to get a fucking cool pint glass out of this, right? Right. So we do all this, flash, you know, fast forward three days, get it all done, all 11 breweries, hand it in, and we get these like rubbery <laughs> little things that hold like six ounces, and they're called silly pints. What? Yeah, and and it says like <laughs> I I completed the Bend Ale Trail. Is it spelled with a Z? <laughs> silly pints. <laughs> it should be silly pints. It's like something I'm never gonna drink out of. Oh, like, no. The only upside is I'll be able to like give it to my daughter when she's learning how to drink out of a cup because it's like made out of rubber. Yeah, the only thing I like to drink out of more than cans is rubber. Yeah. Exactly. Give me some rubber to drink this beer out of. It'll give it a really good flavor. I would never drink a beer out of it. <sighs> so, like, the whole thing was kind of silly to complete yeah. it and get that <laughs> the silly pint. It's literally silly. But uh, <laughs> but still, like, I fell in love with Ben. I am sending out resumes. Um, cool. I would love to move down there. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I did. I'd come, inv- I'd come and I, visit you. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you would. I also went to two breweries in Portland and one distillery in Hoodsport. Or, uh-huh. Yeah, Hoodsport, Washington. So Cool. Where'd you go in Portland? It went to Burnside, uh-huh. which was uh, pretty good. Yep. And then went to Cascade Barrel House, of course. Of course. I haven't had my Cascade beer yet. I'm saving it for a special occasion. Yeah, it's good. That's yeah. that's going to be a good beer, and that's only going to get better as it ages. Drink it within like the next twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, totally. All right, man. So, Bend, Oregon. How many stars are you giving it? Out of how many? Twenty-five. Twenty-six. Nicely done. Yeah, I like it. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's uh, that's all of our topics for this week. We just want to tell you about BaldMove.com, guys. BaldMove.com. Mm-hmm. All the pee-pee and poo-poo talk you can handle. Yeah, I know. If you want to talk about, if you want to talk about peeing, holding your pee, holding in? your pee in, th- these are the guys that you want. Uh huh. Because they will talk about it. Unfortunately, like they are holding their pee in because they don't have anything to talk about right now. Game of Thrones is done. Mad Men is done. They're waiting for, uh, waiting for Breaking Bad to start up. Um, some cool things though. Uh, I I don't know how many hours are going to be left. It might be done because I think it finishes tomorrow. But the Breaking Bad, Breaking Good Kickstarter uh, is is just wrapping up. And the cool thing about it is not only did I design a shirt for the Seattle Mariners, I'm actually designing the T-shirt for these guys as well. Jesus, um, which I'm really excited about. We got two designs up right now. One of them is the Zamboni inspired design, which I'm really excited about. 
uh, it's the Heisenberg Zambonis, best ice pushers or best ice jockeys in Albuquerque. And then we also have a, a like a cool cigarette ad, which is the Blue Sky Smokes now with even more ricin. It's a uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And so you're gonna get a, you're gonna get an Eric designed T-shirt and uh, and whatever else. So if you if you haven't contributed yet, do it now because you have like a few minutes to do it. So just do it right now. Um, uh, and and of course we want to thank Aaron and Jim for being on the podcast last week and, and filling in for us. And, and then. We've got other do stuff we? on there. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I do love uh, they were giving us a hard time for resigning the podcast of them on uh, Independence I know, Day. That was and good. Aaron's like, it's as though uh, you had a 4th of July party and the Queen of England DJed it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, so awesome? Mm-hmm. So actually the best party ever? Right. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know what song she would pick. Probably a lot of Morrissey. Um, so anyway, and also on bobnet.com, guys, because show, it's chugging along. There's a lot of stuff going on in Geraldine and Amy, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in that show. So you need to tune in because it is a great, great show, and it's very entertaining, and my wife listens to it every week, and uh, and I listen to it as well. And then, of course, we got upstairs, up yours downstairs, guys. Uh, they're just covering everything Masterpiece. If it's on Masterpiece, they're going to cover it until uh, Downton Abbey comes back. But they're going to get your British fix fixed because they love it as much as you do. So check out Up Yours Downstairs. Um, and that's baldmove.com, guys. Baldmove.com. We're on there as well. Uh, let's move on to the Facebook Roundup. What do you say, J-Dog? Let's. We got a lot of awesome stuff this week. Most of it responding to the Australian slash Boston accents. Uh, from last week's show, Andy Burke says, please, no Boston Australian accents. Well, we got the Boston in there. Uh, and Mitch Netzer is happy because he said, all I wanted was Boston Australian accents. I guess I'm just asking for Eric rapping about his expectations. then. Any Paxi hopefuls? Uh, dude, I'm just so excited. Pax is like 50 days away. Um, oh, oh you're, you're kidding me. Yeah, we're still uh, waiting to hear back on our media badges, but if we get media badges, we're going to media the shit out of this thing. I'm guessing we won't because it's been a while since we've heard from no, them. No, well, they're, they're keeping in touch. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, uh, but if we get media badges, we're going to media the shit out of this thing. You got GTA Five. It's coming out in September. That's definitely going to be playthrough at at PAX. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Cause all of the playthrough videos look really cool. Um, I just want to play everything. Like I've, I've been watching the, all the stuff on black flag on the Assassin's Creed. For some reason, Assassin's Creed always reminds me of Christmas. Like even though black flag is like taking place in the Caribbean during the pirate era, uh, it reminds me of Christmas because I always get Assassin's Creed games for Christmas. And so I'm like, Oh, it's cold. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's just a ton of shit. I'm really excited about. I'm excited about the indie showcase. I'm excited about paint and take, and getting oh, some oh, zen yeah. on. Get a paint and take. I think I'm gonna paint and take every day. This Me too. Year. I'm totally gonna paint and take every day. I, I think paint and raid. Everybody needs to paint and take every day because it's your great decompression. Oh, nothing is better. Yeah. For a Pax hangover. Yeah, and paint and, and take. sitting down with a paintbrush. Bring and your headphones. A little cobalt. Bring your headphones. Listen to personal arrogance. Uh, or... I like to talk to the folks. I don't like, I like to do to that. Know, I like to better know no. a PAX attendee. Because last time in there, there was some dude talking about his D&D game at the top of his lungs and decided everybody in the room needed to hear about it. Eric, okay, can we do this at PAX this year? What? 
Can we do a Peyton Pig podcast? I like it. Let's do it. Yes. Although you are way better at painting than I am. Just what I'm saying. That's fine. Um, We'll talk about that on the podcast. We also need to get Aaron on that because I need to talk to him about generationships because (laughs) I I feel like that was a half-digested topic. There's still a lot of great information about uh, generationships. Well. yeah, I think that Explored. I think they missed a few a few things. Like, first of all, if you're born into a overbearing society, like you're a Spartan, basically, like you don't know what free will is if you right. if you build the facility if you build the society correct. We we will save this for the yeah. bait and take path. The path. other thing is that Podcast. it blew my mind when I was like, oh yeah, we actually just are on a generational starship. But unfortunately, yeah, it's going literally. it's going nowhere. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, if if you can't control, like, all of this conversation is predicated on the premise that if you storm the bridge, you can turn it around or redirect it. What if you can't change the direction of the, mm-hmm. of the generation ship? It's yeah. locked onto a trajectory, and that's not changing. I mean, basically, the only thing is making sure that that last generation makes it there. Yeah, exactly. You could have absolute anarchy for nine out of ten generations. Right. I want to talk about it, Betty. All right, Sam Gold. I, I, Sam, I think I've been saying your name wrong, so I'm just going to try it with a British accent because you are from Great Britain. Sam Gulmohamadi. Last week, I posted a link about the thermostat, and I would like to know what you think of the device. Jesse, have you have you seen this thermostat thing? I checked out the Kickstarter, but no. I was too lazy to watch any videos. No. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but it sounds cool. It's automated on uh, fermentation temperature controls. That's yes. basically what we do at work. So it's been funded. It's there's zero days to go. It's fifteen thousand of the ten thousand goal. Um, but yeah, basically, it's it it seems like a cool way to uh, to automate your fermentation process for home brewers. Yeah, there's definitely a level of home brewer. That I do not even attempt to uh, reach mm-hmm. because it's essentially the homebrew version of what I do at work. Right. And it's awesome that people are doing this. But for me, no fucking way am I going <laughs> to invest this kind of time and money into this because that's what I do professionally. Right. My homebrews, they get a little warm. Right. Eh, so be it. You're a mad scientist at home. You're the you're the precision professional at work. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. Um. Plus, like you the need the minigun at home and the sniper rifle at work. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, you is this is like one hundred and fifty dollars for this thing. Yeah, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of moolah. Uh, but Sam, thanks for, say for thanks for giving us a heads up. Andy Burke says, "Okay, only if Jesse describes his wedding night in graphic detail using a Boston Australian accent. I don't think that's going to happen." I I did not have sex on my wedding night, by the way. But we did eat chicken strips. Yeah, we ate chicken strips. I had a panic attack because I was at a crazy dive bar in Port Townsend. I'm like, this place shouldn't exist. <laughs> well, also, there's and then we, no places in Port Townsend that serve food at 11 o'clock at night, I which is know, ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And then uh, Tasha and I went back to our hotel room, and we enjoyed a nice night's sleep, yeah, which that happens don't a lot. get a lot. Well, that happens a lot, though, for weddings. It's like... You, a wedding is an exhausting experience. Yeah, and unless also, you're, I mean, I was at a wedding we're... where you had, I was, I was literally at a wedding with a thirty year old virgin. That guy was <laughs> rearing to go. Oh, gross. that guy was like ready to leave as quickly as possible. But like, frankly, 
you're in a very loving relationship. You've had a long, tiring day that was very fun. It doesn't always happen on the wedding night. Yeah. I'll, well, I mean, we also have a eight-month-old. Right. That shares a house with us. <laughs> yeah. And this was our one night that we got to sleep without a crying baby. Yeah. So we took advantage of that. All right. Well, our friend we fucked like crazy the next morning. <laughs> All right. Well, John O'Brien says I vote for Boston accents. Love them trying to impersonate where I'm from. I know we talked about it a bit, but your feelings on the Aaron Hernandez guilty or not guilty? Dude, the guy's fucking guilty. Uh, well, he's innocent until proven guilty right. in a court of law. That being Whatever. said, oh my god, the guy's guilty, <laughs> guilty, guilty. <laughs> But what the fuck? Dude, how do you what fucking about squander your talents and your throwing, life positions so much? Throwing the world away. Does he think he's Tony Soprano? Like, I don't understand how you get that mentality where you're like, eh, I'm just going to kill a couple fools and I'm, I'm a famous ba- football player, so I'll be fine. You can't do that. You can't do it, buddy. Ugh, it's, uh, it sucks. Um, and then finally says, maybe you could touch on the prior Facebook topic I posted with the huge rise in popularity of EDM and dance music this summer. I think dance music has been infiltrating, uh, popular music for the past couple of years now. I don't I th- know what EDM means. I don't really know what it means either. I think it's electronic. <laughs> I think it's electronic dance music. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's electronic dance music, but I mean like Daft Punk, like they're, they're the quintessential pop. EDM band and they came out with their big album this year but it's been happening over time like all of Rihanna's hits are basically just club like EDM hits with right. Rihanna singing over them like it's been infiltrating our our music for years now and I actually think we're kind of coming out of it with like teams you know bands like uh, the Lumineers and, and then Bon Iver right. and that shit uh, the other thing about it is I think that like hip hop and R&B are actually making a pretty good comeback with the popularity of Kanye's and JC's albums and also like people like Frank Ocean. I, I, I think we're kind of leaving EDM actually, but I think, you know, the last three years have actually been gradually becoming more, I mean, Skrillex got popular, dude. Like Skrillex is a pretty obscure band in any other era, you know, or I guess it's a dude, but whatever. Um, Oh, Jacob Jones Martinez says, what would you do to prepare for a compete competitive peeing contest? We got two likes on that one, because Priscilla, and then Priscilla Torres says nothing about various ways of holding in your urine. Welcome back, Mitch Nestor says. Ah, I was wa- wanting all I was wanting was pro tips on how to hold my urine. Very in depth conversation last week about holding in your urine. For yeah, I, I feel like the state. whole premise was flawed, though. Why? Well, because they. Uh, Apparently, the competition was to pee the longest. Right. It's volume. It it's got to be volume, dude. It's got to be volume because there are people who suffer from a disease called incontinence mm-hmm. who cannot stop peeing. Mm-hmm. So, like, all right, you're all going to lose. It, it'd be like right. if we tried to have the Tour de France, but then there was also a group of people on Earth who had a disease where they could not stop cycling. Right. <laughs> It's like they're going to yeah. win. I think so. it's got to be volume for sure. It the, definitely has to be volume. And frankly, I don't have a lot of advice on this because I feel like I, if there was this competition, I feel like I'd be pretty good at it. Because oh, oh yeah? I pee like Your once natural a, talent? I pee like once a day. Really? Yeah. I got a bladder the size of fucking Mexico, dude. Uh, 
You're the opposite of me. I'm I'm a I'm a ten times a day peer. Well, you got to balance each other up. But the fact of the matter is, I pee once a day. Really? Yeah. That must be nice. How often do you poop? Once a day. Usually get it all done <laughs> at, at the same time. Yeah, get all done at once. Damn, you're hyper efficient. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so that that conversation last week was crazy, especially like the clothes pin on the end of the ween. Yeah, that was a bad strategy <laughs> a for bad, sure. Yeah, that's like instant pay. I don't understand how you're supposed to keep that on there. Yeah. Like if anything, get some high like high stress uh liquid tape or something. <laughs> God. Like really I would get like a liquid glue or something and then you can oh, poke a hole in it okay. if you're going for longer. All, right, all right, this is oh, we're we're <laughs> this done. Is, here. This is a conversation better suited for A Rod and Jim. Yeah, for a now defunct <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Blue yonder or something like that. I I can't even remember. <laughs> All right, John O'Brien says a focus, focus, perhaps about wines, bum wines, or malt beverages. I kind of like this a lot. That's good. I don't know if we can do focus, focus unless we're in the same room. That's true, but I like this. Let's put this in our back pocket. Okay. James Patterson says, with all the hubbub surrounding Star Wars and Disney, Indiana Jones is forgotten. If you rebooted the franchise, pick a director, star, and basic plot. My two wishes. No LaBeouf and reboot back to the young indie days. Not enough World War One movies out there. Thanks. I agree with you, James. And actually, I, I want, also want to put this on my back pocket. I, I think it would. I think it could be a really good topic. That said, I would love to see an Edgar Wright, uh, Shaun of the Dead esque Indiana Jones movie. Just do Indiana Jones, but put Simon Pegg as Indiana Jones. No. Yes. Uh. <laughs> I love your reaction. What? No. All right. Michael King, Nod Hero Baby says, Redheads. Jesse, your thoughts? Uh, Sure. Why not, dude? Gingers. Yeah. We are 50% ginger on this podcast. So, That's uh, true. We are full, check full our gingers. Uh, Zane Swanson, new evidence shows that humans may have been able to speak with Neanderthals if you could speak to one other species, what would it be and what would you say? Were humans. <laughs> no, they were technically a different species. Still humans. <laughs> they were homo they were uh, of the of the homo uh genus, but they I, were not still humans. Humans. No, they were not. Cro-Magnons were humans. No. Neanderthals the, are Neanderthals a separate were species. humans. No, yes, and Neanderthals and Cro-Magnons did interbreed. They did interbreed. That's fine. They're still humans. That's like saying that horses and and or like tigers. We are and, Neanderthals. We have Neanderthal genetics. That's like saying that lions and tigers are the same species. What? That's like saying that lions and tigers can breed. Yeah, but their children come out like they like sterile. They come out like humans. They come out like it's, it's like a mule that can't breed. I don't know if that's true. I know it's true for the mules, but I think we've talked about this before, and I'm not sure if ligers cannot mule cannot mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they can't. Okay, well, but regardless, like, we are like if, if you're from Scandinavia, like you and I, we're like half Neanderthal. That's fine. I don't care. Or it's all part of the greater human thing. No, but they're not I'm humans. Sure they can talk. They're a separate species. Mass debatable. Not really. If you're talking to an anthropologist. Anthropologists have been wrong before. <laughs> fertility. The fertility of hybrid big cat females is well documented across a number of different hybrids. This is in accordance with the Haldine's rule in hybrid animals whose sex is determined by sex chromosomes. If one sex is absent, as absent, rare, or sterile, it is 
heterogenetic sex. <laughs> I can't read this. You really um, proved your point. Totally. The one with the most with the two different sex chromosomes. So I think that uh, ligers and tigons were long thought to be sterile. In 1943, a 15-year-old hybrid between a lion and an island tiger was successfully mated with a lion. The female cub, though of delicate health, was raised to adulthood. Yeah. And Great. in September 2012, the Russian Novosibirsk Zoo announced the birth of a Lilliger, which is an offspring of a Liger mother and a lion father. The cub was named Kiara. They are not sterile, and they are two different species. Still, Deal whatever. With it. Neanderthals are humans. All right. Finally, Levi says, check out this Kickstarter. I'm stoked for two to five player portable card game. With what looks like a pretty cool mechanic, it's the agents you can find on Kickstarter, and that's going to roll right into our recommendations. Jesse, what's your first reco? Oh, shoot. Uh, my first recommendation is a little product called the Hydro Flask. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of the? No, it's, no. It's a, it's a growler. It's for putting your beer in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the 64-ounce one, but they come in various sizes from like 20, 40, 64 ounces. Yep. All around there. And it's a it's a double wall vacuum insulated growler. Okay. So basically, like you can keep it in your car under like direct sunlight, and uh-huh. it, you can keep it there for like several hours, and it doesn't affect the temperature. Nicely done. And my favorite part about it, I bought one of these. Um, my favorite part about it is it kind of just looks like a big Nalgene bottle. Uh-huh. So if you wanted to buy an entire growler's worth of beer <laughs> and drink it inconspicuously, yeah. like I plan to do at Penny Arcade Expo this year, Why this not? is the way to do it. We're not going to do Pax Juice? Uh, uh, I plan to do both. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I'm bringing the, I'm bringing the flat. Scan the growler. Do it. Um, all right. Well, my first reco is going to be Pacific Rim. It's coming out this weekend. Guillermo del Toro, Robots versus Ancient Ones. I want to see it. And it's only slated to make, like, in pre-sales and all that, they're looking at it. It's only slated to make $35 million in its first weekend, which is not a huge opening because it's like a $200 million film. We need to support these movies because they are original ideas. They're not based off of toys. They're not based off of... They're not based off of... We've been over this. It's what? Per- it's the same premise as an anime. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it's not an original idea. It's it is, It's Guillermo del Toro. I don't think that he, uh, he... He has owned properties before. Like, he did Hellboy. He's working on a, DC, a dark DC movie. He's also trying to make Slaughterhouse-Five. He doesn't have trouble uh, giving... But I'm just saying, giving don't credit call it where it's entirely due. an original concept. Well, I mean, what what concept is is entirely original? Well, not one that's based off of an existing franchise. I don't think it's based off of the franchise. I think it has it similarities to the franchise. Is. Regardless, it's a 200 million dollar movie, and these are the movies we need to support. These are the inceptions. These are the, these are the District Nines. They are original film ideas. And uh, get out yeah. to the theater. I'm I'm going to be there, and I'll tell you about it next week. What's your right. second reco? Uh, so I can't really recommend it because it's not something I did. Okay. But it's something I wish I had done. Uh-huh. Which is when you go on vacation, bring your own damn pillow. Yeah. Because I did not bring my pillow. No I brainer. Was, I was a subject to the hotel pillows, Bad which idea. are the most uncomfortable things on earth. They're yeah. way too big. 
way too big, way too small, way too soft, way too hard. It's a wild card, dude. You never know well, what you're going to get. I, I would take small and soft or hard. As Like, <laughs> these are ones, like, I couldn't even get my head on it. Like, my neck was at, like, a 78-degree angle. Yeah. And uh, I ended up just sleeping, like, on my arm because the pillows <laughs> were too goddamn big. Well, there you go. My, Am I a giant? I don't know, man. My recommendation this week is going to be, and this is a little flip. It's a callback to earlier in the cast. I just got my Russell Wilson Seahawks jersey in the mail. Oh, man. You're going to have to return that. You ordered a Flynn. <laughs> I just got it in the mail. I love it. I'm wearing it right now. It's you, awesome. It changes the whole timber of the cast. <laughs> It <laughs> changes, changes everything. I've been wearing it the whole time, dude. Get your Russell Wilson jersey because Seahawks Super Bowl 2013. Let's do it. Aww. Seahawks Nation. Uh, it's it's funny like because I was on this uh, – I had my shirt at the Mariners game last night. The Kidsap's son called me tonight and did an interview with me. Really? Yeah, and the guy wow, was like – hero. I know, right? And the guy was like uh, – because like, are you like a are you a fan of all Seattle sports? And I was like, dude, I literally ordered a Russell Wilson jersey, and I'm just wearing it around my apartment right now. Mm-hmm. I I love Seattle sports, and you should too, listener, because the Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, I, okay, come on, Eric. What? Let's not get out of control here. They are going to the Super Bowl, dude. If they don't go, to the, what? You you, can't, you literally cannot jinx things, dude. Play it down. Jinxing. Play it- don't get excited about it. You can't jinx shit, dude. It's Seattle sports after all. I know. It's all disappointment. But guess what? The Seahawks have actually literally been to the Super Bowl before. <laughs> How'd that work out? Yeah. They, they're NFC champions. Referees are assholes. Jesse, I love you so much. I'm really happy you're married, and I'm happy we're back podcasting. Yeah. I'm happy you're wearing that Flynn jersey over the Russell Wilson jersey. I am. It's authentic. uh Raiders jersey. It's, 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 it's awesome. reversible. Yeah, it's reversible. One side is a Raiders Flynn jersey. The other side is a Seahawks Wilson jersey. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, listener, we're happy to be back. We're happy to have you on the show. Please get in touch with us. Personal Eric gets at gmail.com. Uh, 360-362-0024. At Personal Podcast. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, and you can always tell a friend if you like the cast. Uh, Jesse, until next time. Please remember that wherever you go and whatever you do, stay arrogant. Arrogant.